0: I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Just wait, 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 wait. Welcome back to Rocks Talks Radio and WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. As always, Rocks Talks Radio is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and one WBCA 102.9 FM Boston. I am your host for Rocks Talks Radio. My name is Harry Harding. I'm the Vice President of Innovation and Strategic Partnerships for Children's Services at Roxbury. As always, it is a pleasure to join you wherever you are. The comfort of your home, the comfort of your car, but hopefully somewhere in the comfort of blank. Uh, since we last talked, it has been, um, you know, what what a... You know, amazing uh, opportunity to you know, celebrate not only in the same weekend, we were able to celebrate uh, not only fatherhood, Father's Day, uh, we were also able to celebrate on the very same day, Juneteenth. So, a day in which to celebrate black culture, black freedom, black liberation. I was be able to celebrate both Juneteenth and fatherhood on the same day. The same weekend was truly glorious. I had a chance to spend some time with my daughter who uh is uh getting older and sassier by the day. She's thirteen and I tell you, uh actually she's uh finishing up seventh grade today as a matter of fact. And uh so I'm I'm a little bit in my feels today. Uh feeling both prideful as a dad, um, but also, you know, hopeful about, you know, the future. Um, uh, this, this organization, uh, Children's Services of Roxbury that I'm fortunate enough to uh, be part of the family, uh, is the reason why I'm able to, you know, feel so prideful, you know, beyond, beyond the fact that again, that, you know, my daughter's day to day, uh, makes me feel that way. But you know, the fact that I'm able to be a part of a mission that is dedicated to the empowerment and the betterment of families and children in the community um, is truly a blessing. And it is something that I do not take for granted, something I don't take lightly. Uh, the You know, this organization has been doing this for 50 years. Uh, when I say this, that is, uh, you know, does not do it any justice. This entails so much um, from putting clothing on uh, people to finding housing for those who are under-housed, providing behavioral health and mental health services for those in need, uh, providing daycare to families and children who are in need, foster care programming for those in need. And the again, the, the idea that organizations like this continue to thrive in the community Um, they can't without the proper support and let's, let's get rid of euphemism. They can't do it without money. They can't do it without funding. And if you talk to any nonprofit, if you talk to any organization, uh, that is doing this type of work, social services, supporting families and those in need, funding is the universal Topic of conversation: the universal issue. It's the universal uh, and constant um, struggle. You know, how do we fund these wonderful programs? How do we continue to find resources to make sure that families continue to eat, that families continue to be warm, that families continue to be housed, that children continue to get resources that they need? On and on and on. Always at the bottom, the common denominator is the money, the funding. And so today we have on our show a guest of the Children's Services of Roxbury family, who knows all too well about this dynamic. Uh, and I am, you know, thrilled to have today as a guest uh, another member of the CSR family that is again truly dedicated to the mission which is, again, bringing peace of mind to families and children across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. But his role is quite specific and unique uh, and absolutely critical and necessary. Back to the money and the funding. Uh, It is my pleasure to have in the studio, or rather in the guest, joining us by Zoom today, actually. Uh, But um, it's my pleasure to have as a guest today the Director of Institutional Giving for Children's Services of Roxbury. Welcome to Rocks Talks Radio, Mr. Michael Boswell. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Harry. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited for the invitation and for the opportunity to to talk and to share. And uh, belated happy father's day to you.
0: Thank you. I, I You know, I, I'm inconveniently left out that um, beyond his role as the director of institutional giving, which we'll talk more in depth about uh, what that actually means and entails, but know that it does involve money more—not more than anything—but certainly uh, that's a major part of his role. But I inconveniently left out that Michael is a new father, and uh, so this Father's is was his first celebrated Father's Day this past Father's Day, and I imagine that was a very special one to have. So, not only congratulations to you, but uh, you know, welcome to the to the family of fatherhood, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. How, and so I gotta, I'm gonna push a little bit. How was that? How was your first Father's Day, as a matter of fact?
1: My first Father's Day was wonderful and special and memorable. And every day I get to see a smiling little face that has grown, has changed, now has four teeth poking through. Uh,
0: (laughs) Four whole teeth? Four whole teeth?
1: Wow. Four whole teeth. I mean, well, Two and you know two halves, but he, he, bites, <laughs> he, he bites very well. And uh, if this wasn't radio and this was television, I might show you the bruise mark I have from one of the bites. Uh, but every day is wonderful, and first Father's Day was so incredibly special. Thanks to uh,
0: my wife and and our son. No doubt. Shout, shout out to your family, and um, you know, I I, I'm again, I'm I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, You know, it's always nice to to introduce the audience to members of the CSR family. They've they've met a few of them already. But, you know, again, your role is so vital um, to the sustainability of this work. I mean, again, you haven't been with the agency for 50 years. You've been with the agency for just about three years. But for that 50 years, that's always been someone has always had to find a way to keep the trains running and to keep the trains built and to keep them funded. And for the last few years, uh, CSR has had the pleasure to to have Michael Boswell in that position. So, before we actually get into the depth of your role, because I do, that, I mean, I certainly want to find out more about that, and I want the audience to, I want to just find out more about you and how you got to Children's Services of Roxbury. So, tell us a little bit about your journey to CSR.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you already gave a little preview because I, I start by saying that I am a husband, I am a father, I'm a son, I'm a brother. And I am somebody who has to be involved in the community. Wherever I am, whatever is passionate for me, I need to be there. I need to advance that. I need to, whatever I can do to support a mission-driven organization like Children's Services of Roxbury to be part of my college alumni groups and continue to help out future students, current students, anyone I can, whatever that community might be, well, at the same time, I do like to bring a little bit of levity to things. As you know, I think if you're not passionate and behind something, it's hard to it's hard to do anything. If you're not fun, why are you doing it? I, I know you know we're both very mission-driven individuals. We are very committed to what we commit to. If, if we're going to join Children's Services at Roxbury, it's not really just nine to five. It is twenty-four uh, seven. We're always doing what we can to support the agency to support. Ourselves as you know, and as the staff of almost four hundred, and our community, the families that we support and serve every day. Um, and my journey to CSR is one where I studied Italian and Spanish, so very naturally, I'm-
0: <laughs> that's a natural right progression right. to social work, I would say.
1: It's it's a very clear jump, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that piece of being tied to community, and uh, I was raised by two teachers i was raised by two teachers who were invested in their school community and if there was an event if they could see one of their students on stage they'd be there if they could help their children to do a service project or to be involved with the community they were there they instilled passion and a desire and a need to serve others and while in college while learning italian and spanish the very vital skills for fundraising
0: um, (laughs)
1: Also served my local community in New London, Connecticut. and I after college said, you know what, Italian, Spanish are great. I love teaching. I see that as something my family does. But you know what that might not be for me right now. Let me let me take a minute and see how else I can support the community. And I entered into AmeriCorps, which is hmm. Peace Corps but in America or in the US is how I would always simplify it. okay is is you're combating poverty. You're working with nonprofit organizations and you're behind the scenes, you're building capacity for the organization, for your community. So that as an overarching goal, they're combating poverty. And I was at my, the same college I graduated from. I got a whole different perspective of the community because I served as an AmeriCorps VISTA and I was working with a hundred, 120 different nonprofits in the local area. I was learning about the wealth gap and just in the state of Connecticut, for example, there are three cities that are very big, that are very impoverished, uh, as the statistics that we were looking at. And they were right next to some very wealthy towns. Hmm. And it was pretty overwhelming at times to think I went to school in this area and I had no idea. And I continued that AmeriCorps path for another year at a higher role at a national agency. And then I started working in the nonprofit world. I worked for an organization that combines soccer with poetry and service. Service I do, languages, poetry. And um, there was just such a natural connection for that that organization that my heart was behind it. And from there, I joined um, higher education where I was able to work with young students and to get them involved in giving back. And then another nonprofit organization where it's driven by my heart. It was uh, math tutoring during schools. Hmm. My mom was a math teacher. So, again, my, my path is you can sort of see this commonality. It, I, yeah, I need to be invested.
0: It's really, really cool. And, again, I know I knew some of this from from our conversations, but I didn't know all of that. But it makes a lot of sense hearing you talk about your journey and particularly, like, your, your experience in getting to, and working with nonprofits and, and your experience in in AmeriCorps, I mean, again, it, uh, I, I think the audience can hear, but, you know, I certainly am having a bit more now attuned to your, you know, your, your character uh, and, uh, you know, again, what drives you. And, again, it's no surprise given, again, where, you know, what I know of you now as being in this role at Children's Services at Roxbury. So. Again, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and again, we're going to gonna get into depth a bit more about, again, what is it, what is it you exactly do as the uh, Director of Institutional Giving. But uh, you're listening to Rock Talks Radio on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston. Uh, Rock Talks Radio is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. I'm your host for Rock Talks Radio. My name is Harry Harding. I'm the Vice President of Innovation for, for of Strategic Partnerships. And innovation. And uh, again, it's my pleasure to be with you today. We're going to take a small break. When we come back again, we're going to talk more with Michael Boswell, the director of institutional giving, who's going to talk a little bit more about what that means and how he finds funds for Children's Services of Roxbury. So stay tuned for that. Parents give him love and affection to keep him strong moving in the right direction live in Welcome back to Rocks Talks Radio. I'm your host, Harry Harding, brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury and WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. We're here today with Michael Boswell, who is the director of institutional giving for Children's Services of Roxbury. Before we went on break, uh, Michael shared with us a little bit about his own uh, history and his journey uh, to get to Children's Services of Roxbury Again, it's you know pretty fascinating um, and also not surprising. Uh, someone who has clearly been dedicated to community uh, and helping others, um, and so now in his role as director of institutional giving, um, again he's he's doing just that, but now accessing the f- funds and the way in which we can sustain uh, the work uh, that Children's Services of Roxbury is doing. So I want to hear more from Michael about how he does that. Um, so Michael, tell us a little bit more again about what it is. That the director, the director of institutional giving, does, and particularly, you know, you know how you do your day to day role.
1: And I appreciate being here. I appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk and to share. And uh, something you mentioned earlier is that funding is needed for people to thrive. They need the proper support support to thrive. And I appreciate that you use the word thrive, not survive, mm. because part of the way people look at things is, oh, you need. X in order to get Y. That's true. But if you have more than X, you can do Y and do more, and you can thrive. And for 50 years, Children's Services of Roxbury has been around, has been making a difference, bringing peace of mind for the mission, helping families to survive and to thrive. And as an agency, we've just been, you said earlier, head down. We've been doing the work. And we've received funding to operate, but not necessarily to innovate. And so part of my job has been to help with both. Uh, I I am somebody who loves to learn and I cannot fundraise if I don't know what we're doing. So for me, (laughs) my favorite part and a super important part of my job is to know as much as possible about what is going on at an agency, what little details that people just do, but don't really talk about. Uh, And... Those could range from the Youth and Police and Partnership Program, where our young people, you might hear we hire a certain number of them, but in turn, those young people then engage hundreds of their peers. And so that is super important to know and to to talk about impact, to talk about if I'm asking for $100,000, is that going to go to support 20, 30 young people? No, it's going to support... 520, 530 young people. The the impact can be huge because, yes, we're we're working with this core group, but overall, making such a big big difference. Um, but I wouldn't know that if I didn't sit down with folks at the Children's Service of Roxbury, individual departments and programs to to learn more. And it's fascinating. And you know, we're a family. We say it, but we mean it. And the, the the little details that I learned from our housing department, I have never been involved with housing and stabilization work in the past, but to, to hear about the individual families and for staff members to tell me there is no one person who is homeless. It could be a millionaire from the suburbs who lost all of their money because a child had a rare disease and they had to go bankrupt just to, to support their child to live, uh, or it could be a family that had too much credit card debt and ended up not being able to pay the bills and lost their house. And then, more interestingly, that I would never have thought of, it could be a family where a child has an undiagnosed behavioral health need and they're being disruptive in an apartment, and the family got kicked out. Mm. And so, for each of those things, you, you you don't know. There's no one story. There's no way to understand. You know how to how to how to tell that. Uh, and that's important for fundraising. It's you know you can say like I, like I mentioned, a hundred thousand dollars is going to sp- five hundred and twenty people, but to say you're going to make an impact on this diverse group of individuals of families, um, it's it's important and for me it's eye opening. And for funders, it is very eye opening as well. Or it's affirming something that they might already know. But hey, guess what? In this agency were able to, to show the, the impact of dollars and more importantly, the impact on families. Uh, and so for fundraising, it's having that knowledge, knowing all of the different programs, as you mentioned before, foster care, but not just regular foster care, intensive foster care for the children who have the most need. It's our youth development programs, which are incredible. It's our behavioral health department that is 140, mental health professionals, and the only MassHealth Black specialized provider of care in the state. It's it's wonderful, and it's learning those important nuggets of information. And I'd say in terms of them sharing, it's building relationships with funders, whether that be an individual, the government, or a foundation, and knowing that they have interests and passions, and they align with our work. And writing grants, having conversations, really building a partnership, because CSR is a family and becoming a funder is becoming part of the family or partner in this journey.
0: I love that. I I love the way you explain that. Um, You're listening to Rocks Talks Radio on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Rocks Talks Radio is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury. And we're joined today by Michael Boswell, who's the Director of Institutional Giving for Children's Services of Roxbury. And you know what I really appreciate about the way in which you described your role and and, and delved there is again I was somewhat being a little bit tongue in cheek as I was describing you know your your function in the agency by saying it's just about money money money, but the truth is you know the way you explained it really I think encapsulates it so much better and it's about the knowledge like you can't raise money and you can't find support for this agency without actually having intimate knowledge of the programs without knowing exactly how these dollars are impacting actual families, actual children, actual day-to-day functioning of within the community. Like without that intimate knowledge, you know, you're, you're literally just asking for money and that's it. And that's, you know, from from both my own awareness and knowledge of how this fundraising works but also again from you you know you you have been extraordinarily um instructional in, in making this uh more more apparent it, it doesn't you can't ask for the money without having that again that real sense and resonance of what is actually happening with the money like because at the end of the day the money provides the access it provides the opportunity for these things to move but what's moving, the actual families that are being, lives that are being changed, the actual day-to-day, that's what it's really all about. And so if you can't tell that story, if you can't get funders to actually understand that and see that and hear that and feel that, you'll be unsuccessful at fundraising. And so that's another reason why I appreciate you because you're you're quite, you've been quite successful at fundraising because you've been able to really again convey that story uh, and, the, and the reach that these dollars have beyond, again, just the, you know, what we see. Um, And again, that's, it's, it's pretty remarkable, Michael. Thank you, Eric. (laughs) So, so humble. Uh, When we come back uh, from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, Michael's role, but particularly, you know, again, as you know, and and you've heard, you know, throughout these shows and Rocks Talks Radio, um, at the end of the day, Rocks Talks, this platform is about, Finding ways in which we can dismantle systemic racism. You know, our monthly webinar series that takes place on Facebook. You know, we uh, we invite you know community leaders, business leaders, members, uh, uh, elected officials to, to actually talk how we can collectively, as a community, dismantle systemic racism. And Rock's talk was born out of that out of that essence. And this radio show is no different. But we want to introduce you again to those like Michael and others who you've met on this show to actually give you the, the substance of how we dismantle systemic racism through the work that they do every day. And so when we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Michael and how his role, specifically as a, as a the chief fundraiser, how that uh, role contributes to dismantling system, systemic racism. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back with more Rocks Talks Radio. This is a Black History Minute brought to you by BNN and WBCALP honoring the contributions of prominent black figures to the community. Shirley Chisholm, American politician, educator, and author. She became the first black woman elected to Congress in 1968 and the first black major party presidential candidate in 1972. For more on black excellence, be sure to visit our website at bnnmedia.org and tune in to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. Money, money, money. Welcome back to Rocks Talks Radio on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Rocks Talks Radio is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury. And today on Rocks Talks Radio, we've been joined by Michael Boswell, who is the Director of Institutional Giving for Children's Services of Roxbury. And yes, money, money, money. Uh, fundraising is a big part of what um, Mr. Boswell does. Um, but as you heard in the last segment, it's more than just about the money itself. At the end of the day, it's about what that money impacts, the impact that it has on the lives of the of those who are the beneficiaries of the support, uh, the families, the children, uh, the programs, the staff at the end of the day who are able to carry out this work. All of it is connected. All of it ties together. And again, at the end of the day, it's more than just about the money itself. Um, and so Michael Boswell, um, uh, again, I think, articulated that very well, but what I want to also really get to is how this work, Michael, how do you see the work that you do in particular, the fundraising, um, the building relationships with external partners and potential donors and funders, how do you see that work as contributing to the dismantling of systemic racism?
1: That is a super important question, Harry, and I think very many layers to it too. And you played money, you talked about money, and another piece of that money this is a study that gets quoted so much it's 7 years old but it's still super relevant money is important for everything for a nonprofit agency for households and i know you've heard of the color of wealth and it's the study from the federal reserve and it gets quoted because it's
0: it's crazy it's so stark and and the, sad the, and ridiculous but t- tell the a audience a again white because they, yeah go ahead
1: in median household wealth. What is that for Black households, Harry? I know you know the number. Eight Eight whole dollars. You can tell the difficulty in words. It's crazy. And systemic racism has had a significant impact on uh, wealth, life expectancy. Uh, The other study that we quote a lot is uh, from Virginia Commonwealth University and they spoke about back Bay a wealthier frankly a, a whiter neighborhood where the life expectancy is 92 which is a very big number down the road in Roxbury it's less than 60.
0: Mm. How can you already have- almost a th- like 30 year difference practically
1: it's crazy and that difference that 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 number for Roxbury it's less than the life expectancy in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in countries where you, this is the United States. Life expectancy should be high. It shouldn't be in the same as, as other countries like that. Wow.
0: I mean, it could not be said any better. And I mean, there was so much unpacked in that last segment and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really amazing to think that, you know, the the, the the stat you said about the life expectancy in Roxbury is less than Afghanistan. And this is in no way to disparage any of our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. But, I mean, that is a extraordinarily sad and disappointing um, reality. And, um, you know, again, it's why even more so I appreciate the efforts of organizations like Children's Services of Roxbury who have committed to doing whatever they can to extend that life expectancy um, and to uh, ensure that while those are while life is here, um, that it is as, again, to use that word that you do enjoy, that I also appreciate that it thrives uh, while it's here. Michael, again, thank you for your time. Um, just for the audience' sake, if they wanna find out more about how to support Children's Services at Roxbury or more about the programming there, how can they do that?
1: If you're interested in learning more, you can visit our website, www.csrox.org.
0: Again, thank you for that. And, Michael, thank you for your time once again. Again, this you've been listening to Rocks Talks Radio on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station, Rocks Talks Radio was brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury. I'm your host for Rocks Talks Radio. My name is Harry Harding. I'm the uh, Vice President of Innovation and Strategic Partnerships with Children's Services of Roxbury. Uh, wherever you're taking this, wherever you're listening this from, hope you're well.